Welcome to another episode of Miles Moore Madness. I'm your host, CJ Moore, joined as always by a traveling man, Tim Miles. How many cities did you hit up? How, how many miles did you get in the air this week, Tim? Good question. That is a good question. Uh, I, I'll bet you money I was at 7,500 or something like that. <laughs> well, you know, I don't feel too, too bad many. for you because I had to drive to Ames, Iowa. I, mean, I had to do it on, no, the, no, no, on no. the road. Stop. You you had to nope. you got to fly so, you could fly or did you drive around nope. a little bit too? I I had to fly I had to drive to Champaign from Chicago. Okay, okay. I mean that's a little bit. It's a little bit of driving. Two twenty, two fifteen. Yeah, not bad, not bad. In terms All of right. time, time. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, how how was the uh, how was life on the road this week? Are you, are you a little tired? I'm tired. Yeah, but we had great games, and I know we're going to talk about some of them. Uh, started out with the Big Ten with Illinois, Purdue. Uh, poor Purdue couldn't get in and go and scored 36 points. Uh, you know, it's always interesting because uh, when you're on, a, you know, when you're when you're coaching, you're coaching. But now when I'm doing TV, like so, I'm with Fox Sports and we go into um, the huddles. Like each team's huddle at least once a half, and we went into one of the team's huddles. <laughs> And I'm like, that sounds like my huddle. <laughs> we are. Rah, 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 rah. I was like, okay, okay. I feel better. You know, so some of the things that I get to uh, watch from afar make me feel better. Like watch a shoot around and, and, you know, you think when you get, you know, you make two NITs and don't keep your job, like you start to question everything. Mm-hmm. And then as you go back and see kind of everybody doing the same stuff that you were doing, you know, you're like, oh, okay. I feel better. But so that was just, uh, yeah, Illinois is very tough and physical. Played great. They're good. Uh, so and, interesting. And I, with, I had four. I saw. I had four Big East teams after that. So we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got a question on the the huddle thing because um, it's always funny because you know most of the time when they they go into those huddles, it's just like um, motivational talk basically because they they can't do any strategic things right like if there's a play that they're diagramming or something like that like you can't show it so is there ever a time have you have you witnessed yet when all right we're gonna we're planning on showing you know so-and-so's huddle um at at this point but then the huddle happens and like basically it's just unshowable because that was all either either all expletives or all strategy that like they can't show on the the broadcast like who's making that call is it the producer the producer and it's almost always expletives because (laughs) it's not strategy i mean and they just come out and they'll say um yeah no huddle (laughs) huddle. (laughs) but but we get to listen in on on some of it so like the the mic will be on and so they've got a camera in there and Uh they've got the mic so then the 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 producer will you know get you and they're like listen in and and they're and all of a sudden after about 20 seconds it's like no huddle and they just click it off and and so and what's funny is some guys like i i watch their shoot around and everybody's like you're gonna do this and they're just killing their guys right like you blank we're gonna blank and then you see them in their huddle and they're like okay guys now we just got to keep it together and (laughs) we're just gonna do it and we're gonna go 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 and it's just like what is that it's a total 360 i mean it's yeah or 180 you know uh Lane Kiffin said all coaches are actors, and he took a lot of grief for that. But he's not wrong. Oh, Lane, he's not wrong. He just he, he he just delivers it cold. Were you different in the huddle than than you were at practice, or were you pretty much the same all the time? Did you feel like? 
it just like depends on the moment really it, i mean it just depends on the mm -hmm. moment like if we're in pretty good shape things are going well all of a sudden i see a camera hanging over me but we'd have so many different things and you know like uh we had the journey in town you know when you're on the big 10 when when i was at uh colorado state we had a three seasons of reaching the peak it was called uh and then they changed the name to something else. We won an Emmy though, but it was reality TV. So I was mic'd up er almost every home game and a lot of practices. And so I kind of got numb to the mics and the cameras and, and just said, Hey, you're going to, you know, I'm going to be who I am, you know, treat me right. And, mm -hmm. uh, and they, they were pretty honest. They at the mountain anyhow, cause it was cable. They just bleep you out. Instead of bleeping me out, they blew a whistle. <laughs> So I'd nice. say, we're going to blank rebound and go, <laughs> only it was a sharp whistle. So anyhow, so, you know, that's the way it goes. I think some coaches are, are a little too paranoid on maybe what gets out there. And, um, you know, that realness, people appreciate it. And um, people realize you're going to yell at your kids sometimes. And, and um, you know, as, as long as it's within reason um, – like you can't throw balls at guys' faces or stuff like that. But as long as it's within reason, um, I think showing some of that realness, um, people appreciate it. And, and when you're when you're okay, when you when you kind of like open yourself up to it a little bit, I mean, I'm sure as a coach it can be a little scary. But um, I think some guys are almost a little too guarded when if they let their personality show, um, it, it could it could eventually you know kind of benefit them in a way. Do you, do you agree, or how do you feel about that? No, I believe the the benefit outweighs the the uh, the risk, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always say your school or your fan base or whoever for their coach is always either building a case for or building a case against. Yep. So your athletic director or whatever. So it really doesn't matter. It's if they really want you or not. Mm -hmm. And you know, you want me to be your coach, and that's why you see some guys, you know. Uh, or on four and five different jobs. Some guys are just very secure. You look at Randy Bennett at St. Mary's College is, you know, there. And you look at some of these guys that have been identified even in the FBI stuff and their schools are going to extreme lengths to keep their coach. So, it, it, and you see some guys get fired and you kind of go like, why do you get fired? And so they're either just building a case for you or against you. And, and, and so in that regard, I've always thought that because I've seen it happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so that's when I, I used to always, uh, well, that's a whole new subject. So I'm not even going to get into that one, but, <laughs> but there, but, but the idea is be who you are and yeah. who you are is usually good enough. And, and if they don't want you, then they don't want you. So, you know, get over it. It's like, a being in any other bad relationship. If, if you're a, a boy or a girl trying to date, whatever, and, and, the other party doesn't want anything to do with you. You, you get, you break up and yeah. breakups can be ugly and emotional trying and, and depressing and, and all these things, but that's life. Yeah. It's almost like a parenting lesson. Like a tell my kid, you know, you can't go through life scared or paranoid. You know, you just got to basically be who you are and, and, and let that, let people see that. Like, um, they're going to see it eventually, you know, the, the right or wrong people are going to see it eventually. So, um, yeah, it's that the, the the huddle thing though. It's it, it always it always makes me laugh. It's cool that you get to hear it 
whether they show it or not, because uh, I'm sure you'll have some good stories. It, maybe some you can't share on air because it's uh, you know that that's kind of a privacy thing. But uh, I'm sure you'll have some some good stories by the end of the year on on what you heard on those huddles. No comment. <laughs> All right. So uh, you're right, though. Yeah. So you uh, you were, saw two Big East games this this week. Um, I think that conference, you know, we haven't talked a ton about them this year. I think the Big East, probably top to bottom, is is maybe the most complete conference in the country. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't. There's maybe the Big Ten, Big Twelve, ACC. You could maybe argue better at the top. Um, although the Big East is pretty good at the top too. Um, so what what do you make of this league? I mean, first of all, you saw Providence this week. Um, Providence sitting up there at three and zero in the league. Um, you also saw Seton Hall three and zero in the league. You know Providence is a team that still projected to just go nine and nine by at Kim Palm. Um, you know, lost at Northwestern, lost to Penn, lost Long Beach State, lost to Charleston, lost to Rhode Island, and lost to Florida in the non-conference. So they come into the Big East at seven and six, and then. Open with Georgetown, win there. Go to DePaul, win there, and just won at Marquette in overtime. Uh, what, what do you like? What do you make of this league? And let's start with Providence. Like, what do you make of Providence? And the, how how are how are they going from losing to Long Beach State and Charleston to now three and zero in this league? Yeah, Providence was really good the other night, and I just want to make one caveat here. Uh, Steve Donahue at Penn, who's at Cornell at Boston College now at Penn. I believe at one time he's, he had won eight straight guarantee games or buy games. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine that? That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And not, not to, not to dog on all those teams. I mean, some of no, them, that, yeah, but, but, but the pin you're at home, you should, you should win that game. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's not to, to crap on pin because that's been a, he's got a core there that's been in the NCAA tournament and uh, he's he's a good coach, so yeah, that's pretty eight by that's incredible. That 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 might that if that doesn't get you a raise, what can? <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Well, Providence, I, I you know I had a, a long talk with Coach Cooley, and was really impressed on their toughness and their physicality, their game plan. Uh, they they you know they one thing they 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 started out with a lead, and he so he has you know Luan. Pipkins starting and and so he gets some fouls and you know and so now he's starting to mix up and he's got Malik White a senior coming off the bench 6-3 guard and early in the second half uh and and Providence when Malik White was in the game kind of took over all right and so as you watch the game like Providence was getting the shots they wanted they were they were playing great and, and really Malik White was the guy. I mean, like he was making all kinds of things happen. And so you look up and, and it's halftime and it's, you know, they're up five or six or whatever. And, and they've got the game in control. And then Marquette comes out the first six, eight minutes and just is ter- and like Marcus Howard goes off. Uh, I mean, playing great. Brandon Bailey hit some threes. McEwen played OK. Uh, Jace Johnson was all over the offensive glass. And, and you thought, okay, you know, Providence is in trouble, but they kept throwing the ball inside, kept posting up different guys. Alpha Diallo 
started just making big time plays, steal for a break. Alpha Diallo is like in every stat category in the Big East, he's like a top five in like four different categories. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't played great, tried to do too much a little bit, but at the end of the day, ends up with a, you know a couple steals, three blocks, twelve points, like seven rebounds or nine rebounds. I'm so, oh, wow. eleven rebounds. My bad. Yeah, and just you know does everything, and they're all hustle plays, and and you look at the end of the night, and Malik White plays 35 minutes off the bench, and Luan Pipkins, the you know transfer, plays 12 minutes. He so. Coach Cooley managed the game, saw what lineups were working, and stayed with it. And he did it without, you know, he didn't cater to anybody is what I'm saying. He's coaching his way. And I really think, you know, it takes some time when you have, you know, when you got guys coming in. And Pipkins was a big-time transfer. And uh, and so, you know, and he's starting and getting, you know, like their third-leading scorer, second-leading scorer, and now only plays 12 minutes. That's nothing against Pipkins. But at the same time, when you look at it, it's a, it's a you know, it's a – ballsy move for for coach Cooley. you know i'm not just going to play my start i'm going to play what exactly is getting me results right now mm-hmm. and and so i think he's really done a good job uh you know they 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 had a little run they won they they beat texas and that was a, a home game but mm-hmm. they beat them convincingly you know they held them at 48 points they played great defense and they just been blown out by florida and then they they get georgetown and again just lock them up then they go into Paul, and I watched that game as a bloodbath. And and then they just hung around with Marquette. Marquette made play after play after play. I mean, it was just ridiculous when you look at it. Uh, Marcus Howard, I think, ended up I, – I think he was like two for his first 11 and ends up with like 40 points or whatever. It was just – what did he end up with, 39? 39. 39 yeah. points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just uh, – it was a great game to call. Providence was tough and physical. Marquette's – really good uh, you know but but losing the two hauser brothers really hurt them mm-hmm. and they've got a little a few more holes to fill and you know that synergy between kobe McEwen and marcus howard still isn't always perfect but but they're they're well coached and they do a good job but you know i also saw butler this year and you know they have a veteran group with bryce enzi a transfer from uw milwaukee in with that group and and really, you know, I, I get a lot of questions from the Big East coaches. What are the difference between the Big Ten and the Big East? And the Big Ten is driven by forwards and centers. You, you need an NBA four-man in the Big Ten. You know, you really do because everybody else is. And if you look at their top guys this year, all centers, Orturu, Wesson, uh, Kofi Coburn, uh, you know, I'm going to forget guys. Uh, and you just go down the line, and it's big guy after big guy after big guy in the, in the, um, in the Big Ten. And uh, – the Big East is a guard-driven league. Marcus Howard, Miles Powell, Kamar Baldwin is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of big guys that are good. Don't get me wrong. Tyreek Jones, Paul Reed, some of these guys. But Creighton's got good guards. St. John's has got good wings and guards. Villanova's got a great guard in Gillespie. And so when you look at all this, uh, you know, it's a guard-driven league. And so when I, so the next night I had Xavier hosting Seton Hall. And, boy, I tell you what, Miles Powell, might be the best all around guard in the game. Mm-hmm. He, and, and I, and I know that's a big statement, but he can get his own shot. He screen. He's not a natural point guard. You know, he's a two guard. So you look at Peyton Pritchard who has been dynamic and terrific. And you're mm-hmm. going to allude to that later. I know Peyton Pritchard is maybe the best point guard in the country. He's really good, but 
Miles Powell, I mean, is doing so much for his team. He rebounds. Like they, they had him. Is a he he jumped out of bounds and fired a perfect pass to one of his teammates for a three. Miles Kale the other night. That was just he went through four guys to get the assist. And and I mean, he went through four guys. He drew four guys and went through them to make a great pass to his teammate who was wide open. One of those plays we go, you got to make wide ass open shots, boys. You know, you talk about those huddles. Mm-hmm. And he, and Miles goes wide ass open and, and and you know knocks it down, and and, and but the kid rebounds. He sets screens. Kevin Willard did a really nice job because Xavier was space guarding him, and he and he was Miles Powell was so good. And and again, like you look at his ability, and and he had the other night. He's got um, thirty six minutes, and he played. He's got twenty four points. He's got nine rebounds, four assists. He's got a steal. He's getting dogged the whole night, but he's eight for 13 from two, only two for eight for three, but he can get his own shot. Really an impressive guy. And that's a team now with four big wins. I think they've got four quad one wins that are going to hold up. Xavier, trouble scoring a little bit, but has a heck of a team. Villanova's got, you know, some young guys. And 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 when you look at Villanova with Jay Wright, you know they're always going to be a player. Uh, DePaul started out great. How about this? Tonight, Butler and Providence play. Providence will play their fourth league game. Mm-hmm. And DePaul still only played two home games. They don't play till Saturday afternoon against St. John's. So you got DePaul and St. John's at the bottom. DePaul goes as Charlie Moore goes. Uh, St. John's, uh, you know, Mike Anderson's got a little bit of a rebuild. But I can see seven, six, or six teams for sure going in that league to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, they, I mean, they might be able to get – get even more than than that um based off you know the sec and big 12 like the big 12 right now i think we we had our bra- our brian bennett had a bracket come out today um for the athletic and um i know he had the big 12 with only five teams in which i i agree with that i think he had the sec with only five teams in um which i can a- agree with that um that that's one area the you know the big east might benefit from those other leagues not having as many teams this year um and you know th- th- like like I, I i think they get more than six i think i think you let's see you, you count it up um you know seton hall butler nova um those are probably locks right and then um you know xavier's right there creighton's got a chance um depaul from what they did in the non-conference if they can get it going again um, now what Providence, Providence is doing, they're going to have a chance. Marquette's going to have a chance. I mean, like, what team out of that league, you're like, oh, no, no shot they get in. Like, maybe St. John's, although St. John's got a couple decent wins, but probably not. But, um, you know, you're, you're looking at um, a bunch of teams that will at least be on the bubble and be in the conversation. Yeah, Providence, you know, like, and Ed Cooley tells me, uh, you know, we're, we're playing with this back-against-the-wall mentality that we're a one-and-done we can't afford to lose. We've already lost too many games Yeah, that we don't have enough quad one wins and, and things of that nature. So w- when you look at what they're trying to do and what's going on, you know, that's going to be a long shot. Um, Xavier, quite frankly, only has one, what, what we would classify as a good win so far. So, you know, all of those teams, as you go and look, you know, have work to do. Of course you have to go, you know, at this time last year, Nebraska was essentially a, probably a five seed or a six seed, you mm-hmm. know, and we didn't make it. And so uh, you just never really know. You got to, you got to play that whole season and, 
and keep going. But you're right in the Big East. I I think six goes. I still think in the West. Yeah, I think the WCC. Yeah. You know, multi-bid league, of course. Mm -hmm. I think the Pac-12 is in better shape than you think. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not ranked as hot. They're better in the net and the team sheets than they are um, just overall. Mm -hmm. And then the Mountain West. Uh, If, if, you know, I still say Utah State and some of all that fun stuff, uh, you know, they got to get it going. But, you know, that could be a multi-bid league. So there's some guys out West that we forget about, but no doubt – Six, seven teams from the uh, Big East. I wouldn't say seven's a lock, but I'd say six is probably a lock. uh, Providence makes me think of of Baylor in the Big 12 last year. Um, Because it's a round-robin league and and the the league top to bottom pretty good, so basically any road wins a quality win, right? Um, Yes. So last year Baylor starts out um, six and four, loses to Texas Southern, uh, loses a neutral game to, to Ole Miss, who ended up being a tournament team. Uh, loses at Wichita State, who's an NIT team. And loses a home game to Stephen F. Austin. Um, and Stephen F. Austin was down last year. So, you know, they're, they're sitting at 6-4. and four, And, you know, in, in mid-December, like, nobody's talking about them as a tournament team, right? But then they go out and they go 10-8 and eight in the Big 12. And they're a no-doubter tournament team. So that, that's that's the – what Providence has going for them, you know, if they if they finish um, with a winning record in the in the Big East, they're at least going to have a problem, and it, it you know it can kind of wipe out some of those bad losses you had early in the year. So, um, but but what Ed Cooley's done there is is is, is pretty impressive. Who, who who when you look around the country, um, and you know this is this is the time of year we start talking about Player of the Year and Coach of the Year. Um, are, are, is there a small list of guys you have that's like, okay, this is the these guys are doing the best jobs um, based on, on how I kind of judge that. And as a coach, do you look at it differently than a lot of you think media might? You probably look at it differently, but also in a coaching mentality, you kind of focus on the job you are. And with me doing TV, quite frankly, like um, uh, Obi Toppin, right at, at Dayton, I've only uh-huh. seen him play twice and, Holy cow, is he good? Mm-hmm. And I know some people have him picked, and so I, you know, I've kind of squared up and paid attention because I've got friends in the Pac-12, and so I watch the Pac-12. Got friends and former coaches in the Mountain West, so I watch that league. Of course, been a part of the Big Ten and doing Big Ten and now Big East games. So I haven't watched as much Big Twelve or ACC, but I don't think I'm missing much in either the or the SEC. Not missing much in those leagues right now, but. But when I look at the guys that I see all the time, you know, you, you have to be able to look at Miles Powell, Marcus Howard. But Miles Powell is is really, really good. Uh, and and then you look at and you look at the Big Ten and the Big Ten. You know, I think uh, they're going to just beat each other up so bad. I don't know if any mm-hmm. one player can rise to the top. Uh, so I think it's going to be one of the ten team leagues or whatever it might be, and or a guy uh, in a smaller league. You know, like again, the big, the Big East, ten team league is what I'm talking about, or an Obi Toppin who's going to have dominant numbers all year. I, I just think that those are the kind of guys you're going to be looking at mm-hmm. uh, as those can't Peyton, you know. But Peyton Pritchard, if if you know Oregon or whatever runs out and to a, they got a big win last night. They run out to this huge, um, you know, this huge run and win 26 games or whatever. Uh, you you really got to look at a guy like that. So Cassius Winston, 
everything he's gone through is obviously going to be a great story. So there's some high level dudes and we haven't even brought up the Gonzaga guys or, or anybody like that. But, uh, I mean, I just look at what you do for your team mm-hmm. and I, I would say the best guy in the big East right now is miles Powell that I've seen. Yeah, I, I, um, I would agree. I think miles Powell's the best player in the big East. Um, and if he starts putting up the numbers like he was early in the year, he, he's going to be right there. And th- if they win, you got to win. Um, gotta Marcus win. Howard might have a chance just because his numbers are so silly. It's like a Jimmer thing, right? Like his numbers are so ridiculous. And he was my pick. We, we had to pick it last week. Um, I, I had him up there just because, I mean, the, the numbers he's put up, they're winning enough. And I don't know that there's one guy that's really stuck out. Like, I think Obi's probably maybe the best – you could argue the best player in college basketball. Um, and I think Miles Powell's a better player than Marcus. But Marcus's numbers are just so silly that it's like, wow. Like, you know, it's almost like when you try to guess who will win it and how people will perceive it. When you see the kind of numbers he puts up, I think that's going to get people's attention. And he's he's like must-see TV. He's so fun to watch because when he can go off, man – it's 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 fun to watch, but I don't think I think that's a wide open race. I think Coach of the Year is kind of wide open because man, there's a long list of guys that that we could probably argue for. So, but let's, uh, Tim, you got anything on that before we move on here? No, I think you hit it. I could talk all day on basketball, so uh, <laughs> we got to keep this show moving. We got to keep this show moving. All right, I want to the biggest game of the weekend: Baylor at Kansas. Um, both, I think I think Baylor's up to top five now, aren't they? Are they? I, I don't pay super close to the rankings, but I think they're fifth in the country. Um, Kansas is right up there. Scott Drew has never won at Allen Fieldhouse. And I, I wanted to ask you as, as a coach, um, what's it like if you've, if you've played somewhere a lot? Like, he, you know, he's been – he got to, the, to Baylor the same year Bill Self uh, got to Kansas, so the 2003-2004 season. Um, and so he's played a lot of games at the Fieldhouse. Um, what's it like if you've never wanted a place and, or never beat a team? Does it, does it enter your psyche? psyche? Um, is it something you think his team even knows about? And, um, like, do you discuss it? What, what's, what's that like as a, as a coach? I don't think the players have a a real grasp of any of that. Mm -hmm. I think the coaches dread it when you're in that situation. Uh, I think, if you're in Bill Self's situation, you're a little bit cocky about it. You're like, we, we got these guys. We own these guys. You know, I mean, you can you can kind of talk to your guys about it and use it as a real bargaining chip, so to speak. Like, they've never won here. We got them. We, you know, this is a, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and you, but when you, when you haven't won, and I've been on both ends, uh, that you say, you know, you, you just don't talk about it and you dread it uh, and you just pray to God you, you can get through it and you can uh, do it. So, it is what you, it is, they are who they thought we were, you know, I mean, it is what you think it is. I mean, the, yeah. the coaches are humans and they all play it psychologically both ways. So if you're Scott, you don't bring it up, right? Or do you, or do you say, Hey, not. let's make no. history. No, you, if you do, you're, it's in a moment, you're angry. I'm tired of these guys kicking sand in our face. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's let's uh, let's get to the picks. And before we do, and, and we're going to start with this game. We're going to talk a little bit more about this game. But before we do, so I know you wait, want an update. Let me let me, let me let me make one comment though about okay. the coaches. So if you're on Scott Drew's side, because I've been on that one too, sometimes you're so agitated about it, you know, 
the players can feel that agitation and it tightens them up. So you really have to be careful about how you handle it and, and the mindset you're in that week. And that's, you know, cause you can, you can try and play it off too cool and, and the guys know you're acting, you know, and you can be too agitated. You just have to stay in the moment and coach every team in that moment, in those days and get the most out. So Rick Majerus used to call it, I learned this from Jeff Strom who worked with Majerus who's now at Loyola Marymount with Mike Dunlap, used to call it the NASCAR principle. And we know NASCAR is our cars, right? Uh-huh. And we know that that there's all supposed to be built the same. And then every time you go into the pit, they all have the same rules and they have the same number of pit crew guys and all the same equipment. So it really comes down to how good the mechanics are during the race and going into the race, keeping that car the best it can be and how skillful the driver is, the coach, right? And so my whole point is, you're, you, we call it, you know, you, this is a NASCAR deal, right? We're in NASCAR. We're, we're, we're going to do the best we can with that team that day, whether it be in practice or in that game or whatever, because you don't get an even product. Think of football. They play, they complain about an early kickoff time and they play once a damn week, every freaking week. And they're like, oh, we got to kick off at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. neutral or central or whatever, right? In basketball, Christ, you might play five games in eight days, you know, depending. Yeah. And you might have to travel to three of those, right? Mm-hmm. And, and one I of say those that might be ele- did it. Yeah. And one of those might be 11 a.m. tip and one might be a 9 p.m. tip. No doubt. So you get an uneven product as a coach. You know that you're going to get the guys in different levels of emotional state, physical state, whatever it might be. So it becomes this NASCAR principle. I'm going to get the mo- I'm going to do the best job as a mechanic I can. You know, I'm going to be the best job and the quickest job. You know, be quick, but don't hurry with the uh-huh. tires. Right. And and I'm going to be as skillful as I can drive it. You know, I'm going to I'm going to when I get an opportunity, I'm going to seize it. And you're just managing that whole thing. So so like a guy like Scott Drew has got to manage that like a NASCAR. You know, he's got to understand the NASCAR principle and get the most he can out of that team and not let it rub off the wrong way. I All that uh, through through all your talk there, I, I got a good hypothetical for you. Ready? All right, picture this as like a, a hot tub time machine type thing. You can you can pick one coach. That was a great movie. Great movie. <laughs> you can you can pick one coach, all right, and one season to go be a part of to be an assistant, basically, right? So this doesn't affect your career. You just get to be an assistant coach for one year under one guy. Who who is that guy? And and it can be wow. anyone through the history of, of basketball. So the first one that jumps out at me was 83, Jim Valvano. Okay, that's good. Then I went to 85, Raleigh Massimino and Villanova. Right? I did kind of the miracle seasons, you know, type uh-huh. of stuff. Um, and then when I go into more current times, uh, you know, you just look at, you know, being with Butler in those, those two championship games they got to. Holy cow. I want, but, you know but what? I look at it. I want some stories. I want some entertainment. You mentioned no, a guy. No, that's all of you mentioned, you mentioned a guy who, who I think has got to be up there. Majerus. That's oh, what yeah. got me thinking about this. Oh, How fun would it be to so, be uh, with Majerus for a year? <laughs> God rest his soul. Yeah. So, uh, I've, I've talked to plenty of his assistants. I, I, I don't know it. Am I an invincible assistant, or can he boss me around? <laughs> I think that's what <laughs> that, that might that might uh, yeah. I, I don't know. You, however, you want to play. Mosier, 
How about Porter Mosier and Sister Jean uh, going to the Final Four, you know, uh-huh. around that kind of season? And there's so many great stories like that in college basketball because of the age of the students, because of the fact you've spent four years at that college. Uh, I mean, it's just so much better than an NFL thing. Um, you know, I was even thinking Bill Self's first championship, you know, that shot Chalmers hit, Derek Rose is contesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all seen that 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 picture uh, that was so great. Uh what a fun season that would be. Uh, I, I don't know that I could pick out just one guy to be around, but, I, you know, you surprise me with this because now you want <laughs> stories. Now you want this fascinating story. So um, We'll come yeah, back to this another that, time. We'll come back how, to how this about another Duke? time. Why not Duke? Why not Duke uh, the year that they beat UNLV, 91? Mm-hmm. Didn't they have the long heave that they scored on from Leitner yeah. against Kentucky? Yeah. And then and then the year before well, they got just yeah, trounced yeah, in the championship. Yeah, is that the same that's season it, or not? It. I th- I think that's it. I'm not I want I can't t- I can't remember if it was their second title that the the hap- that the pass happened or the first time and and Stat Boy better be on this. I actually my my mom just bought me a book. So you know, I I did the um I did the story on Kentucky getting blitzed at Kansas in 1989, 30 years ago, 150 95. Yeah. So I did that story, and, and in the comments, um, somebody said, "Hey, you got to read the book on the the Duke Kentucky game," and um, like it's it's like this was awesome, but you got to read that book too. I said, "Oh, I've, you know, I'd love to read that book." So my mom reads my comments. What do I get for Christmas? I get that book. <laughs> what a good mom! That's a good mom. It's a good mom. It is. Awesome. It is. And I am chiming in. I'm ready. First of all, I've read that book too. It's by uh, Gene Wojciechowski, right? Yep. yep. Um, Correct. Right. It's a good book. The greatest game ever played, I believe is what the so. title is. Yeah. Uh, and it was 92. 92 is when that uh, that game was played. So that would have been so, the second Michael, title because they won in 91. So yeah, the 91-92 yeah. season. So the, in the year before is when they beat uh, UNLV. UNLV. Yep. Yep. Right. Okay. I want that two-year run. <laughs> you want that two-year run? Now, now do you think Coach K is – is, is I like I don't know that it's entertaining. I mean the the games would have been great. Uh, the behind the scenes though is what I'm looking for. I think there's some some hey. more fun behind the scenes. But hey, being so, around a so legend, I, earlier, I, I think you're good. You're good with that. So we talked earlier about how great it is for fans and everybody in the huddle. Uh huh. You know, on these games and how cool it is. Everybody wants behind it. Every that's what again. Every team has phenomenal stories. I don't care if it's just because a guy has a personality one way. That team it has its own body of developments through the course of a season. So everything is, everything's great, is what I'm yeah. saying. Every, no. I was with one of my former players last night. We were telling old stories, and he brought up three stories I had never even heard of. And because I, I remember saying, I said, "Well, you know, my favorite part about at CSU was, this season was the bean burritos, where we had blown a lead in New Mexico, and." Um, and I walk into the locker room after the game, and there's just a stack of bean burritos, you know, like, I mean, 50 bean burritos in tinfoil, you know, all stacked up. And I said, boys, enjoy those freaking bean burritos because I said, enjoy them because you're going to puke them up tomorrow. I'm going to run you through the ground at some bean burritos. And I just walk out, right? And they're, so, like, this year, like, uh, we beat a team or whatever, and, or we beat – and one of the – players on that team sends me a bean burrito like text or whatever like the the foil bean burrito and so i still get a bean burrito guy from the csu kids on occasion it's 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 one of those things so every what i'm saying is every year and everything that two-year period with duke had to be fascinating 
Yeah, for sure. And and, and I will say as a, as a writer who occasionally has been able to do some behind the scenes stuff, including with with you, it, it, you know, it's it's always a blast. Those are those are my favorite. That's my favorite thing to do um, is to go behind the scenes and spend a couple of days with the teams. Because yeah, they're, they're, it's it's always fun. Um, even when it goes bad sometimes, um, just to, to experience it and, and be on that side, um, it's always fun. But let's, let's, uh, let's get to games. I think I, at some point we've got to do – and, I'll, and I'll, I'll give you some prep time on this, but we've got to do like top five coaches that you would love to just be embedded with and basically um, experience behind the scenes with them for either a season, a game, couple, you know, a week – um, we'll have to come dead up or with alive. a list. That we could do a dead or alive, or we could do current. So, I, dead or alive okay. might be more fun. All Maybe right, we so, pick one dead, one non-current. <laughs> you know, we have yeah. six. We'll uh, we'll do the, that soon. All right, so let's pick Cavarchini. Cavarchini, <laughs> if you're not going to close out, that's that's a good. I would one. love to be in the locker room for that one. Oh man! All right, so uh, let's start ba- Baylor. Oh, but before we do this, sorry, sorry, I, I must get just to the standings. You're always you're always wanting the standings, Tim. Are you ready for the standings? Please. Yeah, I know why All you're right. so eager. <laughs> so last week, against the spread, making a comeback, five and one, baby, five and one on the weekend, takes me up to sixteen and thirteen for the season. And against the spread, you you held it. You were pretty good last week, four and two, also sixteen and thirteen. So we're deadlocked. In the against the or you against got a the king. three-year-old flipping a coin. You got a three-year-old hey, flipping a coin. I only I'm do the it out. I only do the coin flip on my print picks, and I actually don't go with the coin. I make my own pick, and then I say what the coin did. But the coin kicks my ass, so I should probably go with the coin. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so on um, just picking winners last last weekend, I went four and two. And I've got some bad news for you, Tim. You went two and yeah. four. You went two and four. So yeah, because I went against you. Probably in, so. In probably common so. sense, twice. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right, so I'm 17 and 15 on the year, and you're at 16 and 16. So we're we're really close there, deadlocked on against the kin. So big big week here. And hey, uh, some movement could happen because I decided there's a lot of good games this weekend. Yeah. We're picking and you ten. sent it to me two minutes before the podcast. And I decided right. two minutes hey, before the here's podcast. Here's the outline of the show. Here's your picks. <laughs> People don't realize how bad I'm being screwed over on this deal. I, I, mean, I, like, I but got, I picked them at that, like a second before that. So you, you and you know my what my uh, I just you know you know how it's going to be. So you should you should go and look ahead of time and maybe prep. But uh, yeah, it's my bad. My kid didn't want to go to daycare this morning. I had to negotiate. And use blame every tactic kid. I blame know. I always blame the kids. Kid, kids, kids, kids are to be blamed. They can't defend themselves. The dog, kick the dog. <laughs> blame the kid. All right, we've got ten games, and we're going to start with that Baylor at Kansas one. Eight points. Ken is favoring the Jayhawks by. Um, I'm going to be at this one. It's. I'm really looking forward to it. It should be a fun game. Um, I will tell you, Kansas's weakness, if they have one. And they've, they've got some flaws. Um, but one thing, defensively, they give up a ton of threes. And if there's a team in the league that can take advantage of that, it's Baylor. They got really, really good guard play. Um, they've got dudes who can 
who can shoot the three. Last year, um, Scott Drew's whole thing was, you know, the way they turned that season around, his his mantra was share the sugar. They would get paint touches and kickouts, and he's got plenty of shooters. So we'll we'll let you start out here. Who you got, Scott? Sorry, first, you got Scott Drew yeah, winning. All, he, he, Go ahead. He stole. First of all, he stole the share of the sugar thing. Who's that that's from? Steve Lavin line. Steve okay. Lavin. Fair enough. I'll so, get... um, but that's okay. But no, you're picking this one first. I'm picking you're this, not one, first. this one on me. Yeah, okay. you're picking it. I've you're already got my, my Big Twelve homer. I am a Big you're Twelve old, homer. You're all titillating over there, whatever that means. But Guilty. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Who who you got? All right. So Baylor covers. That's a lot of points. Eight points. I think it's a pretty close game. Um, Kansas wins. Kansas does not lose at Allen Fieldhouse barely ever. Um, you know, like I had the stat before. At some point, Scott Drew is going to get one. If there's a team that can do it, you would think it would be this one. But Kansas is is, is really good and in, in, in figuring some things out. So I'm going Jayhawks to win, Baylor to cover. Okay, full disclosure. As you were talking about all the picks and your lies about your children and your dog and everything going on earlier, I wrote down no KUW dash no cover, which is exactly what you just picked. So just full disclosure, I'm even going to tweet fine. that out after We're the show. We're going to line up. Right? So I'm just going to tell you this, that I'm picking Baylor because this is the year that Gorilla hops off Scott. I mean, Scott Drew is going to grow four inches after this one. <laughs> I mean, the posture is going to be straight up. He's going to be so happy. Scott Drew's winning this game. All right, so you're changing. You're going Baylor, Baylor. All I'm right. Crossing it out right now. I'm just crossing it out. Look at it. There we go. Baylor, we go. Baylor. Baylor, Baylor. All right. Well, it'll be a. Uh, I'm. It's going to be a fun game at the Fieldhouse. It's going to be rocking. All right. Texas Tech at West Virginia. Um, this is the. I think the last Big Twelve game we got. This is also fun weekend for the Big Twelve because those are the top four teams right there. Um, no doubt at this point. I, I feel like those are the top four. Um, Tech at West Virginia. Um, you're up first. Who you got? I mean, yeah, you kind of got us. Like this is a tough one. You, oh, sorry, seven, seven, seven points uh, for West Virginia. That's a lot of points. Getting. That's a lot of points. This is the um, Ken, the Ken line, is it what we call it? The Ken line against the Ken. Against the Ken, uh, you know, Texas Tech in conference games. I've only played a couple, but their offense has not been great. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm going to check that. Check myself. West Virginia's offense has not been good in those two league games. True. But their defense has been tremendous. I believe Texas Tech covers. I believe West Virginia wins. And and to throw you those numbers real quick, in conference play, uh, Texas Tech has been the second best, second most efficient team. Now, you know, obviously super small sample size, but they're scoring 107.3 points per 100 possessions. West Virginia way down at ninth at 81.3 per 100 possessions. But defensively, West Virginia has been the best in the league. Tech's right there at number four so far in conference games. But, you know, it's not much of a sample size to work off of. But I, I'm lining up with you. Um, I think Tech covers – West Virginia wins. That's what I've got written down. I'm not changing it up. Um, You're so <laughs> soft. I mean, what? I mean, hey, I'm just going with what, what I got blank. written down. I'm just going with okay. what I got written down. All right. So, uh, but that that'll be a good game. Another another fun one. Um, I think it's low scoring. Bet the under. Bet the under on that one. All right. 
whatever it is, bet the under. Pound oh, the under. Pound the under. Uh, Ohio State. Now, now, now we're getting to games that you should have. You should have better feel than me on these Big Ten, Big East games. Um, I'm seeing more Big Twelve. You're seeing more Big Ten, Big East, obviously. So here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm see these these games just line up for you, Timmy. Ohio State at Indiana. I'm up first, so you can't say I'm just copying you here. Um, Buckeyes are struggling. At some point, you think they're going to figure it out. We talked about the other day um, how important the uh, the freshman point guard is. Um, DJ DJ Carton. DJ Carton. So other day he go he does go for 14 points against Maryland. He played better. He was in the starting lineup. They actually moved moved him into the starting lineup because I believe CJ Walker had been starting all the games, right? Um, so they moved yes. DJ into the starting lineup. Um, goes for 14 Are you points, make but a pick? that's on Are you 15 make shots. A you know, I am going to make a pick. I'm just trying to give people some uh, some reasoning. So okay. good that he 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 got feeling a little better about himself. I'm going to go Buckeyes, Buckeyes. I'm going Buckeyes, Buckeyes. I agree, 100. percent I think they got to get their act together. I think that they're figuring it out. And I just, Indiana's been skating and mm-hmm. just skating by, just barely getting by. And I just, not happening. Sorry, IU. They already don't like me at IU. Yeah. We won there too many times. <laughs> and Ohio, it's just a game. It's one, it's one of those games in a season where you just like, we got to freaking win this. Let's go do it, boys. And uh, I think that's they're they're at a moment right now for Ohio State. You got to get this thing turned around. You're too you're too good not to. So, all right, Wisconsin at Penn State. Penn State four point favorite. Um, who you got, Timmy? You got Penn State winning and covering. I, I think that Wisconsin just lost a very tough game at home. Uh, got to shake their confidence a little bit. Penn State very good home team, uh, and they've got the size to match. I think Penn State can do it. I think this is their time to. You talk about games you got to get. I think this is one they got to get at home, and I think Pat Chambers has got the right group to do it. All right, we we line up. Sorry, again. Michael Beller. Sorry, Michael. Apologies. We line up again. Totally understood. Penn State Penn- defense just disappeared in that five minute stretch against Illinois at home uh, in that game and that loss that you referenced to me. And I'm going yeah, Penn State to win and cover. So, Michael, that's probably good news for you. It's probably going to work out well. That we're both picking. Uh, yeah, hey, I'll take yeah. it. I'll you're, take you're it. I'll well, take the uh, whatever, whatever we can get. I'll, I'll you're happily welcome take. And there's a game for this is such a game for CJ to go opposite of me just for the good of the show. He's protecting his his uh, his stuff so bad it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I have what I have written down, Tim. I'm, I I just stick to what I have written down. Do you want me to send you my picks ahead of time so you know that I'm not changing it up? All I'm right. taking Seton Hall to beat Marquette, but not cover. All right. The next game. I'm moving on to the next game. I think Seton Hall win, but Marquette has got prolific scoring. And the thing that that Marquette can do is score from the outside. And the way Seton Hall protects the paint, especially Romero Gill, the way, I mean, he just ends games, shot block, shot block, because you're trying to get to the rim. But Marquette doesn't need to do it that way. I, I think they're able to cover, but I don't think they win. I, you know, I'm going to really feel good about Seton Hall. They're starting to play better again. Um, obviously, it's been a team I've been high on. Once they get that Sandro, do you, you, you're doing the broadcast. How do you say this dude's last name? I think it's Ma, Mamu Kashvili. Mamu Kashvili. 
That's impressive. That's impressive. And that's just from uh, visualizing the sound spelling from <laughs> four days ago. Because they went over it with you, didn't you? Did you guys talk about them on the broadcast? Uh, I'm sure we did. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I'm all, just sewing this all just back it together. Out. All right. We're different here. Seton Hall to win, Seton Hall to cover. Next up, I will nice. pick the since you yeah, since you mixed wait, it up. I'll the pick can the, on that the, one on the Seton Hall. Seven point favorite. Seven point favorite. They're going to cover that. All right, Creighton at Xavier. Xavier's getting seven points. Um, to, or yeah, Xavier seven point favorite. I guess Creighton would be getting seven points if if my gambling um, lingo is correct. I am picking the upset here, so you can you can differ from me here. Creighton goes into to Xavier, wins on the road. It probably isn't smart because Creighton is way better at home, but Creighton, Creighton. What do you say, Tim? So I don't know what you're seeing here, but on Ken Palm, Ken Palm right now, uh, Creighton is a four-point dog at Xavier. Really? Yeah. Maybe I saw something wrong. Oh, yeah, you, well, are, you are correct. It would it wouldn't surprise me as you just threw this together two minutes before the podcast <laughs> that there's a mistake or two in here. <laughs> you better check my – Yeah, I'm glad you're checking it. Okay, I'm changing it on the sheet. Uh, but, I, you know, obviously I'm still sticking Creighton, Creighton. You, who, who you got? I'm doing the same thing. Oh, you're doing the same thing. Okay. All right, Rutgers at Illinois. How about Rutgers? What do you think about the, the job that they've, they've done there? Yeah, Steve Peichel's done a great job. They're such a physical team. If you think back to the older UConn teams, you always think of the guard play, Khalid Alamine, Campbell Walker, you know, just, you know, all these guys, Ray Allen. But the one thing he had was a physicality, shot-blocking presence. And I think Rutgers might be the most physical team in the league next to Illinois. I think it's a great matchup, terrific matchup. I love this matchup. It should be a lot. I mean, if you like watching a rock fight, this is your game. Like you just, you know, people get pelted with a rock, not stoned. We're not that deep. You know, we're not that bad, mm-hmm. but just, you know, a rock fight, a good old rock fight where you see some blood and some bruising. This is your game. That Watch that one. Watch Texas Tech at West Virginia. You'll get, you'll get those will be some rock. Oh, fights. you'll get, yeah. Who, yeah who you, basically, who you got? Uh, you're going to feel better about yourself after those two games. You picking this one first? You want me to go? I'll go. Illinois is going to win, and Illinois will cover the four-point spread. Well, I've got news for you. Rutgers is going to continue that six-game winning streak that the uh, Scarlet Knights got going. They're going to move that to seven wins. They're going to go into Illinois and win that game. So I got so Rutgers dumb. to cover. You're, or to you're win. so dumb. <laughs> you know, Geo Baker's not even playing that game, right? <laughs> Whatever. You didn't know that. Geo Baker's – he hurt his thumb. He's out. So the Ken line doesn't account for that very well. And we'll see. But you're wrong. That's fine. You don't do your research. You blame your kid. <laughs> but he hasn't played the last two games, and they've won. So they're fine. All old uh, Ron Harper's son is going to take care of business. And also, you know what? We, we are always um, persuaded by, like, the last time you saw a team, right? So, yep. you know, the last time I saw Illinois, I watched their Missouri game. And, man, they were bad that day. So, so I don't have a yeah, lot of faith they, in them right now. So I, gotcha. uh, I, I know they've been playing better the, the last or 
the, the other day. But uh, I, I, I like I like Rutgers. And, hey, you should be happy. We're different here. This is a chance for you to gain ground on me. So Georgia at Auburn. I just Auburn. did gain ground. Apparently you did. Two, two, a game in each of the standings there. All right, Georgia at Auburn. Auburn's uh, 10 points favorite. It's a lot of points. I'm just double-checking your math right I'll now. I'll go first. Right. Yeah, you better go check. All right, uh, I'll, go, I'll go first on this one. Um, yeah. uh, it's a lot of points, but um, I, I don't think Georgia is disciplined enough offensively to stick with Auburn. I think Auburn probably a, it's probably going to be around that ten point um, line, but I, I think they'll they'll pull out a little bit more in, at the end, and uh, Auburn covers and wins. Yeah, I think Georgia covers that line. So, but Auburn wins the game. So I'm just off a little bit with you. Yeah, that's probably a smart pick. That's a lot of points. All right, Michigan State at Purdue. Um, Michigan State's favored by two. Um, road dog or road favorite. At Purdue, Purdue, man, Purdue is just all over the place. So this, 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 who knows what'll happen with this game? Um, they are I've great at Sp- home. They are good at home. I got Sparty, Sparty though. I think Michigan State's getting things figured out. I agree. I'm with you. All right, last one. And these these last two, Michigan State at Purdue, by the way, is a Sunday game. The rest of the games here were were Saturday. Um, this last game here also on Sunday, Michigan State at Minnesota. Minnesota Michigan, is a, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. I'm oh, sorry, Michigan, Michigan. My bad. Michigan at Minnesota. Um, if you made that mistake in that state, you wouldn't be breathing I, air right now. <laughs> They'd have you next to Jimmy Hoffa. It's pretty amazing that, uh, you know, Brendan Quinn, for us who covers both teams, um, both fan bases, I'm sure, love him because he's a genius. Um, I, I kind of have to deal with that. Doing, doing a little bit of Missouri coverage and Kansas coverage, just two fan bases that actually absolutely hate each other. So, all right, Michigan at Minnesota. Minnesota, a one-point favorite. I got Minnesota, Minnesota. Who you got, Tim? I'm just so disappointed in you. Why? Did, was it your turn? No, no, no. I think it was – no, it was – yeah, my turn, I think. But you wouldn't have changed anyway. You, I mean, you don't. I stick with just, what I got. You, yeah, and you're just, you're, you think you got to, you'd be so easy to beat because you'd play not to lose. Like, you know, you'd be that guy. Like, This is why I don't gamble. This is why I don't gamble because I'm yeah. very risk averse. In games, sometimes you say like, oh, man, that team's got a lot of talent. Then one of your assistants goes, yeah, but look who you're coaching against. We got this thing. So, <laughs> oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, so. I'm That's taking cool. Michigan, Michigan, just to go opposite, even though I believe Minnesota will win. But, but I'm taking Michigan, Michigan. Anytime you've done this, it's just gone poorly for you. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I but know. I appreciate I you uh, helping me out because I needed some help to get back in the game. Uh, There's a lot of time left in the season. You don't have to get it all back in one week. Yeah, and when he gets behind or when he, anything good happens to him, he just picks 10 games and ships it to you like four minutes before the <laughs> podcast this is ridiculous folks i apologize but but listen these are great cj great picks should be a great game great weekend of college basketball action it will and i'm sorry i was running behind tim i apologize you know you hey maybe next week you should do the outlines you could ship them to me right beforehand 
I'm, do I'm doing this out of the good of my heart. <laughs> yeah, you're a you're a contract employee. So is Beller over there. So uh, you know, I'm just a rummy that is you know taking up space. Yeah. Just a headliner in the just a headliner on the uh, on the on the podcast name. That's all I am. Yeah, you're just you're just uh, filling in time until we find our next coach to uh, to, to do this with me, right? <laughs> when you're you get a job, I, I gotta find another. I gotta fi- I gotta find another fi- fired bum to uh, to help me out. You need to be scouting out there for, for who can take over for Miles Moore Madness. Um, it's it's got to be an M name too, right? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. small small <laughs> pool. Small pool. I have a guy in, in in mind that would that would not uh that would work for the M, but uh might not work for the personality. But out of the goodness of my heart, I'm not gonna say it. It just popped. Yeah, up. I'm not touching that. <laughs> All right. Uh, but by the way, and if you want some more Tim Miles this week, um, you can go to Seth Davis has uh what was the the title of that article? Um, coaches that guys guaranteed uh, to get great jobs. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that was the title, but uh, that was basically the uh, the gist. So uh, Tim Miles making that list. Good job, Timmy. Even even I saw quoted in there. Did he just make that up, or he actually talked to you? Was it fake news? Yeah, I. Um, uh, yep, he quoted me, and uh, he had some quotes on me. And what I said was, I can't. I want to be a coach. I can't wait to be back. I, think you know I've, I've got a unique set of skills that allow me to coach anywhere you know i mean whether it be a power five league or but i'm not you know like you know well you won't coach me that's not true at all i mean i want a good i want to be in a position where uh, i know i can do a great job for that university that community that alumni base and everything where and it really doesn't matter to me um where that is so uh we're, we're at a point in our lives where let's roll yeah, and, and I, I really, I, I'm gonna feel bad in a couple months um, when an athletic director comes after you and and uh, you know Tim, we really want you. You know, we think you'll be great. You're just a perfect fit for our university. And then then the response that guy gets is, you know, a couple months ago I, I thought I wanted to do this, but um, I do this podcast, Miles More Madness. This and it's, it's, it's so it's much got, damn fun. That, that's, it, I, I just I just can't leave it. I can't believe Miles More Madness. That's where my heart is now. So uh, I, apologies I to the next Yeti athletic Mike. director. You should see it. <laughs> All right. This has been fun, Tim. Sorry for the uh, for the late uh, arrival of the pick of the games of the outline. Um yeah, you know, I was a little kids. off. I was a little off this week. Damn kids took forever. Henry took forever to get to daycare. But uh, we would like you to please rate, review, and subscribe so I can continue to send afford to send my kid to daycare um, wherever you get your podcasts. And I also want to remind our listeners: if you're not a subscriber to the Athletic yet, and Tim, you should be, right? I was the first when college basketball came on. I'm telling you that. He continues to put that forth, and, and I believe him. And if you go to theathletic.com slash Miles Moore. Oh, Sammy piping in. He Sammy agrees. You got to go. Athletic.com slash Miles Moore and get 40% off. Um, How about the timing of that? Sammy feels strongly about that. I, I'm, I'm just amazed. This is our – by the way, this is our 10th podcast, and I think that's Sammy's – only Sammy's second appearance. Is that correct? Yeah, and folks, he said it was our 10th podcast because when we're done with this, we have it recorded. And every time that uh, we're sending the recording to Michael Beller, I say, what number episode is this? So CJ is really just trying to cut to the chase on that. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We made double digits. We haven't been canceled yet. 
and and Lily only has one appearance. So Sammy is winning the war on dog appearances. Sammy, it's two to one. So we'll have to keep continue to keep count of that. But uh, thanks for joining us. I want to everyone to make sure enjoy the games this weekend and to stay efficient, America. Thank you.